I'm Rachel Gottbaum, and I'm speaking to Susanna Herculano-Huzel. She's a professor of psychology and biological sciences at Vanderbilt University. Her new book is published by MIT Press, and it's called The Human Advantage, a new understanding of how our brain became remarkable. Welcome, Susanna. It's great to speak with you. Hi, Rachel. It's great to talk to you, too. So maybe you can first explain how we've understood why our brains are more sophisticated, are more remarkable than other life forms. The usual idea has been that the bigger the brain you have, the more neurons that brain should have. So in principle, with more neurons, you, have, you should have more computational powers. So in theory, whoever had the biggest brain should also be more capable of solving cognitive problems. And that's where the problem arises for us humans, because we like to think of ourselves as the most cognitively capable species, and yet we're nowhere near having the biggest brain on Earth. That honor goes to sperm whales and dolphins even, and elephants have brains bigger than us. So people have often resorted to the exceptional argument, the notion that the human brain must be special. And we had actually been working under the assumption all along, and really for decades, that if you were to compare two brains of a similar size, those two brains would always have similar numbers of neurons. And through the same logic, whoever has a bigger brain will always have more neurons than whoever has a smaller brain. That's when I realized that actually that premise could very well be wrong since we didn't have the data. So maybe humans do have more neurons in their brain, or in particular in the cerebral cortex, compared to other species. So you went out to measure how many neurons we have in the human brain. How does one do that? Turns out that the answer is turning brains into soup, as weird as that may sound. And you put the brain, if it's, a, if it's a small brain, you can do the whole thing. But if it's a bigger brain, you can cut it into pieces first and then uh, process it bit by bit. And you throw those pieces inside a long glass tube that works like a mortar and pestle. And you throw detergent, a detergent solution on top of that tissue. And then you really just uh, grind it. And in some 10 to 20 minutes, what happens is the detergent dissolves the membranes of the cells. And in a matter of 10 minutes, you can count how many cell nuclei you have per volume of the suspension. What number did you find, and how did this then lead you to your extraordinary finding? We found that on average there are 86 billion neurons in a human brain. How come we are the only primate species to have this many neurons? Gorillas and, and orangutans are about three times as large as humans in terms of body size. You would expect gorillas and orangutans to also have bigger brains than humans, and yet it's the other way around. Our brain is about three times as large as a gorilla or orangutan brain with about three times as many neurons as you find in their brain. So gorillas and orangutans, we estimate that they have about 30 to 32 billion neurons. The human brain on average has 86 billion neurons. And when we realized that neurons actually cost a lot of energy, even though the human brain is only 2% of the mass of your whole body, it alone uses 25% of all the energy that sustains you in a day. It turns out that there's a simple reason why human brains use so much energy, and that's simply because they have a lot of neurons that nobody else has. 
knowing that our brains have all these neurons more than anybody, what then was next for you to understand how we got here? So once you realize how expensive in terms of energy a large number of neurons is, then it seems like a very good possibility that the reason why gorillas and orangutans don't have more neurons than they already do is that they actually cannot feed both a large body and an even larger brain than they already have. And that's what we, uh, we found out, that indeed energy is limiting. When you're a large ape, you only get so many calories per hour, so you can really only feed so many neurons and have a body that is so large. So what then happened for your research, for your questions, and what did you find? So the first thing you realize is that if gorillas and orangutans cannot have more neurons than they already do, is that we should actually not be here because our ancestors to feed the body size that we know they had and the, the brain that they already had, they would have had to spend nine and a half hours per day feeding. So that's when you realize that our ancestors must have come up with a different way to get more energy out of the food that they ate. And that way out is cooking in the very wide sense of processing the food that you're going to eat before you put it inside your mouth. So what you're saying, Susanna, is that what really distinguishes us, distinguishes our brain, came from the ability to cook. If you ask me what is the one thing that humans do that no other species does, I'll tell you we cook the food that we eat. We process what we eat before we put it inside our mouth. I believe that that was really transformative for our evolutionary history because once you're capable of getting enough calories in much less time to boot, you can start doing much more interesting things with all of those neurons, with all of that extra cognitive information processing power that you have and that you're now able to afford. Do you really believe, Susanna, that had we not processed our food, cooked, we would not be who we are? Absolutely. We do not have nine and a half hours in a day to look around for food. Now that we live in cities and we have food chains and supermarkets and refrigerators, we forget how hard it is for any other animal to get enough food to live one more day. To, just to give you an idea, an elephant, to be the size of an elephant is, it has to spend 17 or even 18 hours per day feeding nonstop. So imagine what our lives would be like if we had to spend nine and a half hours per day looking for food. We owe the simple fact that we are here to this technology. Just imagine how different our lives would be if we had to dedicate that much time to simply getting enough energy to live another day. Thank you so much, Susanna. My pleasure, Rachel. It was great talking to you. Susanna Herculano-Huzel is a professor of psychology and biological sciences at Vanderbilt University. And her new book, which is published by MIT Press, is called The Human Advantage, A New Understanding of How Our Brain Became Remarkable.